Hey Pirate Podcast listeners, Robbie here. In today's episode, I'm talking to Philip Steuer, the founder of Vire, a native mobile VR and AR ad platform startup from Cologne. We cover a range of topics and Philip tells the story of his path from being an online editor and writer, YouTuber and social media influencer to starting his own company. I had a great time chatting with him. If you enjoyed this episode just as much, make sure you subscribe to this podcast on SoundCloud or iTunes. Also, before we kick off, we don't have an external sponsor for this. So this episode is presented to you, well, by ourselves and our upcoming conference, Pirate Summit. Now in its seventh year, we'll again bring more than a thousand entrepreneurs, investors, and corporates together for deep discussions, intense networking, and overall, a whole lot of fun. You won't want to miss this edition, so apply to participate at piratesummit.com, and if you use the code PODCAST, you'll get an additional 15% off your tickets. Sitting here in the heart of Cologne with uh, Philip, the founder of Vire. Um, we're both based here in Cologne, but we actually met for the first time in a far, far away yes. in, in New York City. Yes. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, it was funny because I guess you came to me and said, hey, I'm Robbie. And then I was like, hey, I mean, we have come from Cologne. Now we are meeting first time here in uh, New York. Yes. So, yeah, pretty funny story. To Absolutely. To start uh, such a nice friendship. <laughs> Very good. Yeah, that was so that was a while ago. And I, I promised to stop by your office because not only did I want to <laughs> check out what you guys are doing here, but I also saw that you're right next You're in the heart of Cologne, right next to the Cologne Cathedral, which is yes. a big thing for us. Cologne, so yeah, yeah. So always, yeah, like in the shadow of like Cologne Cathedral, <laughs> working and building stuff. Yes, very good. So let's dig right in. Um, you're the founder of, of Vire, uh, and you also run that company. Um, apart from that, you're also active on YouTube. You're an influencer on, on various social media channels. A lot of stuff. We're gonna dig into into all of those things in in, the, in this podcast. But first, let's let's start with your current project. And uh, maybe you can just describe in a few sentences uh, what Vire actually is. So Vire is like a native ad- advertising platform for virtual and augmented reality. That was like the, the, the first goal we wanted to achieve. And uh, yeah, so we wanted to help the publishers on the VR and AR side to monetize their games their inventory and on the other side we uh, wanted to bring on advertisers who want to advertise in this new space mm-hmm. and besides that now we were also able to use that technology and bring it to mobile and non-VR so in the end we created like a new advertising format based on VR and AR tech but it works everywhere. Nice that's 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 a I mean I, I tried out some of the stuff you built early on in November and I think the company's progressed since then and it's the, it's yes. the, the typical run of, yes. of a startup to, to, to pivot and change and, yeah. and, and do exciting things. Uh, let's go to the start. What actually inspired you to start the company? Like what was the spark behind it? Yeah, I have a, like a, a huge marketing background and I'm coming from the advertiser perspective and I always wanted to tell stories uh, for advertisers, for brands and always try to figure out how I can tell them even better. And um, I always wanted to start my own thing and there was like the, the opportunity to start something new um, in this new space. And I was like, hey, it could be amazing to, to figure out how ads can work in VR and even AR. And AR will be like perfect for the mass market. And how can it work? How will it work? What can we do here and there? And it was like, yeah, the, the beginning of, of Wire, uh, 
deep in my head, yes. Nice. Were, were you one of the VR buffs and AR buffs right from the start, uh, trying out those those things right when they came out, the first version of Oculus and so on, or...? No, not really. I, I was like, I, I watched closely what, what those guys are doing and how I think the first headset are going on. And I also, yeah, I tried out the first Oculus, mm -hmm. but it was too, too far beyond like the, the mass market stuff. So I, I waited and uh, until the point when then the, the real headsets uh, came across the market and it was like the same time when we started Wire. So uh, I, yeah, I catched up. Really, really fast. Nice. And so you you didn't start this completely on your own, did you? You have uh, co-founders, right? Yes, I co-founded the company together with Max and Niels because mm -hmm. I'm like the marketing sales guy. I wrap everything up and uh, I'm looking for to to make everything looks pretty. <laughs> so that's like my job. But and I of course I know what the guys are doing, but I, I'm not a developer, so I needed guys from the tech side. And uh, I found them uh, in, also in Cologne. And Niels is like our VR and AR guy. Uh, he has like a um, 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 technology study. Uh, so he has a master mm -hmm. in, in te technologies. And he made his master thesis in the VR space. So nice. it was like a perfect fit for this stuff. And on the other side, I needed like the, the, the server guy. Uh, with some ad tech experience and Max was like the one who uh, set up the, the ad servers for Twitch in Europe. Um, so okay, nice. he had uh, also, also like the big experience. In the end, uh, those guys said, yeah, Phil, we trust your vision. Let's create uh, the company together. And yeah, now we are free co-founders. Awesome. D just to dig into that, how did you how did you guys meet? Because I think for us, uh, like I also have a business background and I know a lot of friends that during university or whatever they do in business they're like hey i want to start a company but i don't know where to start because i don't have a technical background and i don't know how to code stuff and, and then especially in cities where there's not a big technical university like for example cologne or, i mean there's a lot of them close but you don't just have that talent running around in the streets how do you how do you like how did you guys meet yeah one story is pretty funny the other one is really really, really simple I, I met max at uh, the, the company i work for yours so mm -hmm. i knew max i knew what he was doing so it was like an easy catch okay and Niels was a little bit harder to find um when i stepped out the building of uh, our first investor i met a guy that i knew for some years and i knew that he was a game developer and i asked him at the door if he maybe knew where i can find the vr guy he was like, yeah, go to the Cologne Gaming Lab and ask there. Then I went to the Cologne Gaming Lab, asked the, the professor of the gaming lab. And he was like, yeah, um, there, there is some guy who finished his studies and maybe he has time to talk to you. And then I reached out to Niels and in the end, yeah, it was Niels. So it was like really, really uh, a funny story to, to find them. And I started searching for the guys in February last year and the team was complete at the end of March. So uh, it was awesome. pretty fast, very, very lucky to, to find those guys. And in the end, yeah, everything ended up, yeah. Awesome. So how did you, like at, at the start, I mean, one of the one of the things that, of course, every startup needs is, is money. Um, so how did you guys go about that? Did you, how did you start financing the whole project? Also another funny story, our first <laughs> investor, I met him uh, via Twitter because oh. he followed me and I, I knew his name and I was like, hey, let's meet and have a talk because I always wanted to meet him in person and he's also based in Cologne. So we had like a really, really easy and, and short meeting and but it 
the, the topic wasn't like building building a startup. It was just talking about different social media stuff, marketing stuff, where they, in which direction they should go. And yeah, I think yeah, three months later we met again and we talked about new opportunities and we were like, yeah, we are. You are also on the market. I have some money. If you want to try something, I would let, I would give you the money. I would invest in your company if you find the right guys. And that was like the start of of what nice. So pretty easy and also pretty pretty lucky. Very cool. So you're financed right now with like the business angel money, uh, or did you already raise also an institutional round and something? Yeah, we have three business angels oh. on board up up to date, and now we we also closed another round right now with. Uh, some some new business angels so um, we have now a team of six people working full-time on the project and we are safe for the whole year and nice. you need to raise money i guess next year but uh, we had right from the start a chance to go straight for the product build a nice product and then trying to to bring it on the market so yeah so right now also in a really lucky position to, to move on to, to test stuff and to look maybe if there are some new opportunities left and right. Very cool. I, I, I love the story of you finding your first investor on Twitter, which is interesting because that, that also means basically you as a, as a person with what you did before and the network you built basically was the, the ignition behind them, like being able to start a company faster than maybe people who don't do that. So that's a, that's a big asset to bring to a company. Yeah, I think that's, that's one of my biggest assets because I, I uh, uh, yeah, wrote a lot of stuff for you all and I'm publishing a lot of blog posts about marketing. And it was, yeah, I started with it, I guess, eight years ago with, with when I started at the university. So um, there, there was like the, the, the beginning and I'm, I started as a writer and then I saw, hey, that's, that's a nice skill, but I can improve everything with it. And I think it's pretty important to, yeah, to, to go out the building and show the world what, what, you, what you can do, what your interests are. And if you're pretty good in the things that, that, you, that, that you are doing, then I think that will attract different people and in my case there was like an investor so there was I, I never planned it before and, and if you know if, if, if I would go back uh, if, if I would meet my my, my my younger me and I would tell him the story about this I think he would say I'm crazy <laughs> but yeah it's, it went out pretty well very awesome so so let's dig into uh, a bit into you as a person I mean, really starting starting into that um, let's go back to the beginning where did you grow up I grew. Uh, I was born in uh, the Sauerland. In the Sauerland, all right. Yes. That's that's north northern North Rhine-Westphalia for those yeah. listening to us that don't know it. Yeah, and uh, it was one year after West and East Germany uh, grew together, and my my father is a roofer, and then he moved to to the east of Germany uh, to uh, in the near of Leipzig, mm -hmm. two hundred kilometers away from Berlin. And yeah, I grew up there and just went to school, uh, finished my Abitur and with 17 I moved out right to Cologne because my big sister uh, was studying online editor here in Cologne and I really loved the city. So I stayed and yeah, I stayed until now. Nice. Now, like during that time and as a, as a kid and also as a, as a teenager, did you already have sort of an idea that you would want to become an entrepreneur at some point or was that 
Not at all on the table. I figured out pretty soon that I want to stand on my own feet because mm-hmm. like my, my dad was independent, my sisters were independent, so everyone I knew from my family was independent. So, uh, of course, I always try to find my way to, to be also independent in, in, in the future. And I also figured out that I really, I, I'm not a person who uh, blindly follows other people's like teachers, everything. I always question them. I always... So you were getting in trouble in school. <laughs> Sometimes, yeah. I, I, I was pretty good at managing uh, like the, 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 the teacher relationship. So most of them, I think, liked me because I was always... Yeah, I talked a lot and I knew how to present stuff. And yeah, I, I wasn't the best at math and chemistry and stuff like this. I, I was always like on the language side. Uh, and yeah, and I also I always tried to, to find out new things to to do my thing. I was a professional FIFA uh, player on the Xbox. Oh wow! Yeah, I made it at uh, I think it was two thousand seven where I became third in the German national championship. So yes. it was something like I always wanted to do uh, competitive stuff, and yeah, they were like the start where I met new people, where I could, where where I could leave my my village where I was uh, risen up. So. Yeah, there, 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 there happened some things. I also tried to, to set up like an uh, import uh, shop for video <laughs> games with 14. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, I knew a guy who could set up uh, web pages. I found a really, really cheap uh, shop in Japan. And then I thought, hey, if I can buy it there and then I can sell <laughs> it for a large amount. So I had an eBay account with 14 and did some crazy stuff there too. Nice. <laughs> but I always try to figure out how to make money uh, and have some fun with it, yes. Awesome. So entrepreneurial spirit, really free thinker, yes. doing stuff. And, and then also an Xbox FIFA professional. That's a, yes. that's, that's a pretty good career trajectory. Then, yes. then, But then you decided actually to, to, to go to college and also... also also study so uh, yeah you didn't I, just want to play FIFA all year yeah, <laughs> I think with 20 when you're older than 20 it becomes harder because there are a lot of 15 years old kids that are pretty fast and they have, they have a lot all the time, time. Yeah. I, I, well, in my, my, when, when I was pretty good I trained about eight hours a day so wow. I came from school and then just start training with the team until <laughs> two or three in the morning wow <laughs> so yeah but i i, I really really uh, stopped training when i was at the final year of, of, of school so i, I managed to, to get a, a good abitur and uh, yeah but in the end uh, when, when i finished school i knew that i want to leave the village because it was too small and the people are yeah really really they, they don't think uh, like they, they don't think big they're pretty easy people mm-hmm. nice people but they don't have like big visions like building rocket ships and stuff like this <laughs> you were drawn to like the big city clone yes get uh, out of your yeah. sort of also get out of the comfort yeah, zone I, a bit right I, I also went to to Berlin but Berlin was too big okay. for, for like a village boy like me <laughs> so Cologne was perfect because you had the cathedral and everything is built around it and you always know where the center is <laughs> perfect <laughs> so yeah and it was and I, and I didn't know what I, what I want to do next so so um, there was the opportunity to go to my sister and I had an internship at the Electronic Sports League, the Professional Gaming League. Nice, good class. Also a nice, yeah. nice fit for me. And on top of that, then I uh, really liked what my sister was studying with the online editor thing at the college. And um, Cologne is the only city where you can study this uh, mm-hmm. kind of stuff. 
And then, yeah, I, I also tried to get into it and yeah, they, they, they took me in the end. So it was the path for, for going to college. Nice. So, so you would actually say that the, like what you did in college gave you a lot of, or like was, was a good career trajectory or? Yes and no. I think uh, the, the online editor, um, uh, I think in, in Clonus is pretty well structured mm -hmm. and you have the chance to dive into different topics like programming websites, doing graphic stuff, writing articles. That, that's perfect. But in the end, it depends on what you do besides the, your college. Yeah. So <laughs> the, the jobs are important. And I started with uh, like a uh, PR company for a big uh, potato chips uh, <laughs> company. And uh, I, I wrote articles for them and also wear, uh, had to wear like the, so some, some funny costume to, to go on, on some, some events. Wow. Even, even on the Zugspitze. You had to go in a costume on the Zugspitze. Yes, as, wow. as uh, the Pombia. Oh gosh. And there's also an image uh, where that's how I have to prove that I'm uh, like a guy standing in a costume on the Zugspitze. And because of that, yeah, yeah. I Press relations stuff. Then I went to the uh, Institute of I don't know economics in German in, in Cologne. Yeah, Institute of Wirtschaft. It's yeah, it's a it's a research uh, institution right here. In yeah, 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 for economics. Yeah. So it was really really conservative, and but I also wrote stuff there. Mm -hmm. Then I went to a startup, also writing stuff. So I got a lot of experiences, and I knew that. Um, okay, that's like how big companies work, that's like how startups work, so I got a lot of, uh, most of my experience I, I gathered with the jobs besides my college, and um, yeah, and in the end that worked pretty well. Right, sounds like I, I, I have similar experience, like I, I definitely... Uh, look back to college time in a positive way, but mostly because of all the stuff I did besides studying, yes. actually. Yes. But I, I, I like the fact that you were not afraid to sort of like get your hands dirty and be the palm bear on, on top of the I, I did a lot of dirty <laughs> stuff, yes. <laughs> and no, but I think that's that's essential, uh, having that connection to, to the ground and like yes. making those experiences, not just sitting at a desk uh, and, and like working into your yeah. computer all day long. I think that that matches also the time where, where I grew up because, uh, like I said, my, my dad is a roofer and we had a house that, that he built with his own hands okay. from, from the ground and I had to help him at, at the weekends. Do-it-yourself mentality, really. Yes, and uh, that, that, that pissed me really, really off because <laughs> I really, really hate building stuff with stones and on the roof and <laughs> I mean it's it's fine it's it's amazing what, what yeah. he's able to do but for me it was always like oh, I don't want to uh, to get to get my hands dirty really dirty like really grabbing stones <laughs> and stuff like this and uh, there was one situation where I was really pissed because it was Sunday I didn't want to work with him but you want to play FIFA I wanted to play FIFA and I had to work with him and then I said to him you know that uh, I will go to college so I don't have to do the stuff you have to do. And then he was like, yeah, it's okay, but uh, when, when you are bigger and you want to build a house, then you can't do it. What do you do then? And I was like, yeah, when I'm at this point, I have enough money to pay you. <laughs> that was a really stupid sentence because in the end, when I moved to Cologne, I, I needed his help. I was like, hey, dad, can you help me? And he was like, yeah, I, that, that's my that's my budget. You have to pay me. This is what I charge. <laughs> yes. And you get 10% extra on top. Yes. Not but yeah, in the end, he did it also. So 
Yeah, I guess there was some, some important point where I learned that you have to have a lot of respect for work that looks easy, mm -hmm. um, but that it's really, really important. And yeah, um, yeah. that's, I think, a really, really uh, good experience awesome. yeah. for, for my younger me. That sounds, that sounds great, like a, a good connection to the, to the real world and not just yes. the, the screen and VR. And yes. Yeah. So, um, then basically, if, if we go on a bit in, in what you did, like, was it during that time that you got really involved with all things around social media or like, was it, I mean, always sort of played a role probably already with gaming world and whatever being connected online, but like, when did you start to really dive into things like Twitter and, and Snapchat and all that stuff where you're very active? Um, I think it was the time when I started um, uh, my, my college time because I wanted to publish stuff and mm -hmm. then there was Twitter on, 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 the, on the roadmap where everyone had it to because it's, it's perfect for, for PR, for, for journalists, for everyone who publishes stuff and um, I think my Twitter account is now nine years old. And uh, I also signed up for Facebook because everyone at, at my um, college was at StudiVZ at this yeah. time, like the, 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 the German version, the German of, version Facebook, of Facebook. In pink, which I never understood, yes. like their, and, their and, coloring. And instead of poking people, you could push them. Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> but, but, I knew, but I knew uh, MySpace. I had a MySpace account really, really early on because I had some, some student exchange with America when I was 15. So uh -huh. um, I knew MySpace. So was easy to, to convert to, to Facebook for me and most of the people in my college went over to Facebook when they were like Farmville and all the other stuff <laughs> all the other games and yeah that was the start when, when I knew hey there you have you can there, those the social media channels can have a really really big impact if you use them right yeah. and I tested a lot of stuff first year of Twitter I, I used a lot of Twitter bots and how to follow stuff <laughs> to get more followers and then, okay it doesn't work out pretty well so I have to build them organically so yeah that, that was really the, 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 the start of Twitter and Facebook and then um, also Google Plus came on came on along and that was the first success that I had because I uh, dived really, really deep into Google Plus um, I had the, I also created like the number one German blog I was going to say, were you like the only one on Google Plus? No. <laughs> yes, no, there was a huge community and they really, I, I got a lot of thousands of views per article. So the community oh, wow. was right. And I just wrote the articles for them and then I knew hey, that that works pretty fine. You have a community, you have the right content and that added up in the end. And because of that, I got the connection to Google and they said, hey, at some point um, there's like job opportunity. Um, and if you are interested, just send over your CV and then let's nice. look if, if you want to, to be part, part of the team. And in the end, because of that, uh, after, after finishing college and working as a trainee in a social media environment, I ended up uh, at, at Google in, in Hamburg for, for, for six months and to work there as like some kind of not, not really a freelancer so I worked closely in the Google team mm -hmm. but I was uh, working for the agency for Google because okay, those yeah. short-term uh, contracts don't work out for Google in the end but I was at the Google Plus team I worked there as a community manager and that was the first time where I could discover how uh, big American startups startups or companies <laughs> yeah. uh, are working and, and that was really really nice experience too I think that's a cool path from going from being sort of like a power user of a, of a product to being asked to actually yes. help uh, help build a product and yeah. see how that goes so very very exciting and then 
but you you ended up not like wanting to stay at Google or was it like you you went away on like you, you wanted to to do something else or was it Google was a perfect time I, I learned a lot and mm -hmm. um, I think if you are a, dev, uh, a developer and working at Google then you have much more options than if you're just just working in the marketing field where you have to work with agencies mm -hmm. and I think then you, you don't have the chance to create as much unique stuff then as you are, if you are a developer yeah. but after those six, six months uh, I figured out that it's I mean it's a big company it has a lot of structure and you can change everything by yourself of course even when you started that bottom there so for me it was the decision that I don't wanted to put more time and to stay at Google. I think there would have been the opportunity to join their full-time inside the team, so officially Google. Um, but for me, uh, I just wanted to go back to Cologne because I had uh, another opportunity uh, working at the YouTube MCN. Okay. And I always wanted to figure out uh, how um, the big social networks are working and how content works on mm -hmm. those networks and the big YouTube MCN media club. Um, was at that time like the number one player in the field in Germany and um, there I got the chance to do also social media and setting up channels, doing uh, content stuff there also and it was a perfect opportunity to go back to Cologne and uh, have a new job. Sounds like you've been pretty much surfing at the, at the like on the right wave for, for a long time, like being in the early stages, like being only early users in Germany, at least of Twitter, Facebook, and stuff like that, and, and having the opportunity to actually see uh, those or see how they how they, those networks are, are shaping up and uh, and developing, I think that's a, that's an exciting opportunity. And then also going to, to YouTube, and then came something uh, which, which I wanted to briefly touch is uh, you also wrote a book about another social platform, so you were very active and all all that stuff. What's that all about? It was a Snapchat, right? My first book was book. I mean, I published it online as a PDF, but with a lot Still, of yeah. pages, and it looks like books. So <laughs> there's not like just a plain PDF. There's images, graphics, everything on it, and I did everything by myself. The first one was about Google Plus. Okay. And I lost the bet. That's the, the reason why I have the Google Plus one button tattooed on my wrist. So. <laughs> All right, for everybody that can't see this yeah. uh, because the podcast is yeah. audio only. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, so it's not fair. Yeah. Ah, no. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, you lost the bet and you have the Google Plus logo on your on your wrist. I love that. <laughs> the bet was I wanted to crowdfund my Google Plus book because I, there were people who wanted to have a printed version. Okay. And I needed, uh, I think, uh, 8,000 euros to have some three-digit copies. And I said, hey, if we can, uh, if we crowdfund this amount of money, then I will do, uh, then I will tattoo the plus one button on my wrist. And after three days, the money was already crowdfunded. Awesome. And <laughs> instead of eight, we ended up at 12K. So nice. it was pretty, pretty nice. And <laughs> uh, there was like the, the first thing where I knew, hey, if you have some knowledge in the space and you wrap, about, wrap it up as a book, as a video, something like this, and help people to understand something, then you will get some kind of, uh, yeah, return in the end, saying thank you, money, everything is possible if you if you just yeah bring something up that helps people. Awesome. And that was, and I went back to Cologne and some time. Then I knew Snapchat uh, was was on the roadmap, and I knew that it works pretty pretty good in America. And I saw that some yeah first people are using it uh, also in Germany. Uh, I thought, hey, that's a perfect opportunity. Like with Google Plus, but now maybe in better. So where they were like the same mechanism, uh, 
that, that I saw the same patterns uh, appearing and then I thought, hey, then I have to write something there too, maybe it, it helps um, to, to grow even bigger. And I started out with just one article online, so I knew how how many people want to read it. Then I saw that it ranked, I think, first page Google for the, for the German scene. And I saw that a lot of people are uh, heading for the article and just wanted to get more information. And on top of that, I wrote another book um, with interviews of, of different people from the media scene, um, also explained Snapchat because at this point nobody uh, uh, couldn't understand how a Snapchat works out, especially without, in Germany. Without the swiping, yeah, <laughs> yeah. There, there was some, some. There was a lot of need for something like this, and uh, it turned out also pretty well. Because of that, I had the chance to uh, speak at companies like Red Bull, uh, Warner, Disney. Everyone was coming to me and said, "Hey, Phil, uh, there's Snapchat. Uh, can you help us to figure out if there's a certain strategy for us?" And um, yeah, it was something I, I did uh, pre-wire and also while, while I was working at Wire because because of that I had the chance to talk to big agencies mm -hmm. and also bring also the VR AR uh, topic on, on, on the table besides Snapchat. And yeah, it, it was also an exciting time. Um, and there's also even now demand for Snapchat, but of course Facebook did a huge move with uh, Instagram Stories. I really, really like Instagram Stories. They play, <laughs> played it really, really good there. And I think it's it's they, even they, they even surprised Snapchat. Probably, with, yeah. <laughs> this because it's it's a really uh, the, the the product is pretty stable. It's it's round. So <laughs> so you have like um, everything works, and you have statistics. Uh, you have already followers, you can post stuff from, yeah, I mean, that, that you have so much options and um, I think that was a really, really big move for, for, for them. Nice. I mean, I see, I see like a, a theme of being a creator basically through your life, you, you know, from creating articles, blog posts, creating uh, content for others, creating your own content. I, th I think that's... Uh, that's a that's a great path, and then actually creating your own company, right? That that's uh, where you are right now. Um, so I want to I want to dive a bit into to that like current situation. Um, yes. How's how's life as a startup founder? Interesting. <laughs> it's 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 pretty cool on one side because you're your own boss. That's good, and um, if you if you are the CEO, I mean, me uh, my two co-founders we have the same level so the CEO oftentimes it's just for the press to, to get to know what, what my position is so but um, if you're running a company and then you have employees you, you, you have a lot of new work you didn't have before because you have to make sure that every, everything runs fine everyone is fine and if there's a mistake mostly it's it's my fault because mm -hmm. I, I'm like the, the, the face of the company and um, if something uh, went so pretty pretty bad then I think it's my fault so um, life is pretty interesting I'm pretty lucky I, I don't have to do the, 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 the shit that uh, somebody else is telling me <laughs> we have a great relationship with, with our business angels um, so we, we can do whatever we want to do in a good way if we now would head out and buy some Porsche Porsches, then um, I think we would have like some dis discussions on the table. But as a startup, you have you, you learn so much. You get, I mean, you have to do everything by yourself. And you, you, I, I learned so much in the last uh, 16, 18 months 
that I didn't have if I wouldn't start the company. Are there things that you struggle with? There are a lot of things. Uh, I, I, I think uh, I see them as, as challenges. So challenges, of course, on the business side, you always have to make sure that uh, you you're trying to you find the right market fit. You need to have a good product. You have to test it if it works out on the market because like we started with product placements in VR and uh, been like a perfect uh, solution but in the end we found out hey the market is not ready mm -hmm. for this so then it always you have to be flexible and have to, to, to change your goal and have to see hey where's the market now How, what kind of product can we build that, that uh, also the market understands and um, that's like on the business side the, the, the challenge always to, to find like your niche where you can uh, place your, your product or your startup On the other side, of course, yeah, you have to find uh, good employees. You have to establish a company culture, even if you are just six people and the dog. And that's <laughs> uh, my dog. So everything is fine. No, but there are a lot of challenges. And then business side, uh, employee side, and of course, funding side, mm -hmm. because you need, if you have um, a company like, like Wire, where revenue and getting uh, generating money is like a long-term goal, um, you, you need to, to raise money after a certain time so you always have to have good investor relations you have to make sure that you um, publish stuff that you build so that like the, the, the world outside this building knows what, what you are doing there was also something a, a huge challenge for me to, to um, bring in all the, the, the stuff that I learned as a creator we all, mm -hmm. to bring everything on the table for, for my own company in a way that it works so so there are a lot of challenges but it's, it's an exciting time awesome that's good to hear is there like apart from the the business side how does it affect your your personal life is it um is it a challenge there also or do you think you're because you're so authentic as a, as a founder you basically it's uh it's easy or how what is it how what's the relationship between, between basically business and, and personal life there for you as a founder uh, i think there, there's not a big difference mm -hmm. um, Of course, I have friends and I have people that, that I work with, and uh, but even, uh, even before I started by it was always the same. I always like to work stuff, I like to, to, to build stuff, and I always implemented this uh, kind of stuff in, in also my personal life. And I have uh, the, the, the luck that I, that I have a wife that, that uh, works also as an influencer, and on the other side, she has her own shop, mm -hmm. so she's selling stuff with her social reach. And so she has her own business, and that works out pretty fine in this relationship. So yes. she knows what I what I'm what I'm doing or what I struggle with, and on the other side, I can advise her because she she she's in the space like for three years around now, and um, so I can help her also. And I think if she would have a nine to five job, that wouldn't work out because mm -hmm. she wouldn't understand that I want to stay in the company uh, until everything is done. <laughs> Which so, is never. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. But um, yeah, I think that that helps a lot if you, if you have if you're in a relationship and the partner knows what you are doing, then it's, it makes a lot of things easier. But on the other side, um, I mean, there is. Uh, I also wrote an article about that. There's like the, the big hustle mentality. Just go one hundred twenty percent every day. But I think you have to take responsibility for yourself to to always say, hey, okay, now it's. Eight in the evening. Maybe I should stop now. Go out with friends. Have maybe a hobby, uh, mm -hmm. to to get also some personal life. Because I 
think the, the burnout rate in this space is also pretty high because you're always on fire and I think you have to find your way to, to manage this stuff because in, yeah, yeah, I mean, when I started with Wire, the, the, the huge money numbers were like really, really crazy for me, but in the end, it's just, just money mm -hmm. that, that, um, that, that's, that's lost in the end. Uh, but if, if you, if you are getting sick or something like this, so health is pretty, pretty important in this space and everyone has to, to take their, take responsibility for that. I, I, I like that. I think that's a very good positive uh, view of the relationship between basically your, your personal life, your business life, how they intersect. Uh, I, th I think that's a refreshing to hear amidst what a lot of people call the, the <laughs> yeah, big, and big the hustle, thing is, right? I, I mean, there are a lot of people talking about it and you think and then you feel bad because you don't manage, you can manage it really, really bad, uh, really, really good. And for me, it's, I mean, I have also the challenges to meet friends when, mm -hmm. when sometimes it's a really pain in the ass to go out <laughs> and then talk about different stuff when you're really, really in the tunnel to, to release a new product or an idea. But yeah, it's also something that I have and I'm pretty, pretty bad with, with relationships to other people <laughs> because I really like to work. I really like to, to sit in front of my PC doing <laughs> stuff and being online, uh, reading articles. It's re I really love it. But yeah, I had a discussion with my wife, I think three days ago where I said, hey, okay, I, I will change that too. We'll go meet other friends more. But is there another like big getaway for you? Like what do you do to, to like just... Get your hair head cleared out. Is there something you? I, I from for myself, I discovered this, that that running or jogging is uh -huh. pretty pretty good. So I, I really like to to go for a longer run. And so you get competitive with that as well. Yeah, yeah. I'm, for me, I'm I'm aiming for my my big goal is like the ultra ultra marathon. Oh, you're, you're going right for the big one. Yes, <laughs> not just because I, I yeah I, I I was also good at running, so I um I think that's that's it's, it's, it's a perfect sport for me because. I'm on my own, I can go my own pace, but it's also competitive in the end. And I really, really like the challenge to go there wherever it hurts. So marathon is okay. I think if, if I, I never run one, one before, so I'm just training right now for that. But uh, I think that's also a big challenge, but there are like races, ultra marathon races about certain days and we are on the desert. Wow. And <laughs> yeah, like uh, really, really, you really, Go to 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 everything that's that, that your body is capable of, and that's like the point where I want to go because I really I, I managed to stay my whole life uh, to to stay away from drugs and stuff like this, and I think that could be like the the the, the traffic right. drug for me to have some some fun out and wild. Yes. Awesome. So in a few years we'll, we'll repeat this episode with Philip the ultra marathon. I'm not just years. I just want to. I want to finish some. And I want, <laughs> of course, it would be great if I win some, but there are guys that are really really crazy in there. I think there's a lot of my kilometers to go. Awesome. So, sort of wrapping up the part about yourself, I want to, um, one more thing, like among uh, or along this whole path, uh, have there, have you been like figuring this stuff out on your own or were there clear mentors for you in your life and like both for life and business stuff that you um, communicated with, got advice from? Yeah, mostly I'm trying to figure out stuff by myself because, mm -hmm. um, I don't want to rely too much on other people because um, if I build something and uh, it, 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 it breaks, then it's my fault. And that's mm -hmm. like the, the easiest situation for me is to deal with my own faults or content when, when, I, when I'm like the person in charge. 
But of course, there were mentors on, on my way where that, that helped me a lot back down at uh, the company called Pixum. Uh, that is like a, a photo book company um, where I started my training with. There were like the, the, the marketing head who helped me a lot to, to find some structure, who also said, hey, that's like the, the real direction where you should head to. That's perfect. Just go there. But you also need to track your stuff. So there was something really important that I learned and of course also on, on, on the media craft side I learned a really really lot from, from the CEO and um, the guys on the sea level because mm -hmm. they were like, I mean they, they raised also millions so it uh, was easy, uh, it was really interesting to see how you manage that and maybe not. And of course now when, when I look down now to, to the current status, managers are of course our business angels um, who are really really years of experiences are also successful in their own fields and when we have the meetings with them I learn a lot because I can ask them all the time so they, they teach me a lot about business and uh, companies of course and so I can combine those uh, those this knowledge with, with my own skills is there like a specific piece of advice that that sticks out when you when you think of what somebody told you it's hard to say <laughs> I think most of the problems you have in your head are self-constructed mm -hmm. and uh, if I, I had a lot of situations where I thought, oh, okay, that, that we can't solve this problem, but when I stepped three steps back and waited uh, two hours, then everything was easy in the end. I think the, the most important advice that I got was, um, yeah, don't, don't panic in the end. If mm -hmm. it's just business and money, then there is always a solution. But if you are pretty, pretty sick and have like a real, real yeah, bad health situation, then then everything else is, is yeah. It's going down, yeah. Yeah, it's going down. And there, there, there was uh, something that, that uh, calmed me down a lot. And of course, when, when I look back to, to my, my, my family, my, my dad, there, there, there was like one situation where, where there was like New Year's Eve and uh, the, my, the, the, the house of my parents burned down because oh, wow. of some technical issue. Nobody got hurt or something. Nobody no, was in the, in, the, in the house, but um, they just started the new year with no house. Everything was burned down. And my dad was like, hey, okay, now I have to build another one. Wow. So, so, and that happened some, not, not with the burning house stuff. That happened not, uh, <laughs> not again, but there were like always situations where you saw, okay, that broke down completely. But hey, I, I'm I'm uh, I'm in a good uh, position now. I can build it up again. And if you know this and you manage to uh, solve this kind of challenges, then everything else, uh, yeah, they, 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 you will find a way. I think that's that, that's a very very cool uh, way of looking at things and, and a good yeah basically function to calm yourself down at some yes. point. So just focus, look ahead. Just keep on going. Very, very important, I guess, in doing a startup. There's a lot of moments where probably... Yes, of course, of course. <laughs> Great. Um, as a final sort of block in this podcast, let's talk a bit about the, the stuff you, you currently focus on with Vire, the, the whole VR and AR, and especially advertising industry around that. Um, we already said that you weren't one of the super early uh, adopters. I mean, you tried out the stuff, but then still got excited pretty quickly. Um, so... And, and, and do you think in the future, like, we'll get completely rid of uh, advertisement that is just like 2D and plain banner ads and everything will be in uh, a sort of VR, like in a 3D environment or something like that? 
if you would be an investor, I would say yes. <laughs> um, but I mean, if you, if you look closer to the market, I think uh, people will uh, stick to devices like the smartphone to displays mm -hmm. in total because I mean, they are handy, um, they are comfortable. So I think we won't get rid of displays completely, but um, there's like a new space where where you can have you and it can be virtually if you put your if you, if you put a headset on. But even putting headsets on is, is not a thing meant for 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 the mass market mm -hmm. because it cuts your uh, it cuts you away from 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 the reality from from the, the people around you. And so I think augmented reality is, is, is the big thing for, for, for the mass market. And uh, augmented reality can be, uh, can be enabled through smartphones, mm -hmm. like Apple is doing with, with, their, uh, with their AR stuff, um, but also with glasses on, like the HoloLens. Um, and I think that there are new opportunities to display ads in, in the augmented reality. Uh, field um, with virtual objects standing uh, on, your, on your real life desk and you can interact with it and you can do stuff with it. I think there are a lot of options and I think we're heading to this market but if you compare VR to AR then the AR market is some some steps behind mm -hmm. the VR market because VR is easy. The, 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 the technical background of a VR glass like the Oculus or the HTC Vive is pretty easy to mm -hmm. to set up. I mean, you have lenses and some some tech, so and you can put it on, and you don't have to deal with uh, real life environments. So that's easy for the VR space to play, sort of to play around three D environments. In the end, I think VR will be great for for entertainment, of course. Okay. It's, uh, I think it's a, it's a big entertainment asset. But uh, if if we are talking about daily life usage, then AR will be. Um, thing that, that we can or will use in the future and then there's also interesting to figure out how will ads work in this space mm -hmm. because if you have a pop-up banner popping up right in front of you if you are moving next to Starbucks and saying hey here's a nice promotion I think that could be annoying and then you will also have AR ad blockers and um, <laughs> I think it can work out if, if in the future if we have like a, a picture on the wall that it's replaced by um, like a video ad, something like something like this that fits in your environment but doesn't disturb yourself. Mm -hmm. And I think that could work out. Or even like when we go back to to, to Starbucks, have a coffee mark, a virtual coffee mark stand on the desk with a promotion, and if you tap it, then you release the promotion, get the code. Something like this can work out uh, pretty well, but it all depends on the technique. So, so those are th some of the things you're exploring right now. And is yes. That, would you say the the industry currently is already open to stuff like that, or is it uh, hard for you to get into those conversations? The the, com the, 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 the those companies are, are open for it, mm -hmm. but of course, then we even Germany, but I mean our focus is as worldwide. But in in Germany, mostly the the sales teams and the e-commerce teams somehow stuck in the 90s at the end of the 90s where they say hey we have to sell stuff we have to sell stuff and we have uh, a certain amount of budget and we want to have those amount of sales and if we don't get it then uh, there was like a bad campaign that's also like the, the issue for for social media when mm -hmm. it comes down to uh, what, what what's like the the 
the, 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 the price of social media. Is it good for my company or is it bad? How much do I have to spend for social media because I could spend the money also for advertisement? So um, in the end, for, for our situation, we have to uh, make some steps back because um, product placements in the ROA are technically they, they work, but for the current market situation, it's too early. So we have to, to go back to see, hey, how can we use technology? And now we found that when bringing them to the mobile. So that's like the thing that I said before, you have to be flexible and don't have to be uh, too romantic with the business idea. So I think in a, in a way you're already prepared for the next step, so you can just pull that out of your yeah, if, I mean, magic if, hat. If, if, if Apple uh, is, is calling and say, hey, now we are releasing the new iPhone with uh, with an AR glass, then uh, my team will set up something two days after the call, and then will work because the, the technical infrastructure is there. And uh, if you have things working in 3D environments, then they also work for AR and VR. So there's not a big difference. It's also, it's, it just depends on the device that, you, that you're using to, to discover VR and AR. Nice. Yeah, it's going to be exciting to see how that market plays out, especially how your, uh, your startup then goes to that. So I'm looking forward to uh, seeing your journey uh, in, the, in the next coming years. Um, I also believe in the space. I'm, uh, I was, yeah, I was always excited for really the, the beginning of the AR glasses, try to Google Glass and all that stuff. Um, still, I mean, we're, we're not where we thought we would, were going to be with the Google Glass yes. five years ago. Um, so, uh, it's but they released an update, I think, two weeks ago. Oh, wow. <laughs> I know it was in, and, and those tech blogs was excited because some developer at Google released an update. So, it's not that yet. It's and, and yeah, and, and I think like the rumors are running big on what's going to come out with with as you mentioned earlier, uh, Apple in fall. Nobody really knows. Um, and they know we'll about a German company. They yeah they, a German, German AR glass company I think something so, like this. Yeah, we'll see if they what's going to come out first, the Apple Car or the Apple VR AR glasses. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Maybe, let's see, maybe let's see. both. Yeah, maybe both. We'll stay excited. Um. Thank you so much for the great conversation. It was lots of fun. Uh, I think we, we dug deep into to yourself and to your company. Uh, thank you. Thanks for having me. All right, perfect. Sehr gut.